0: And now we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge, your real estate chalk talk. Hey, welcome back to the program. This is your real estate chalk talk, brought to you by the Hitner Group at Caldwell Banker Realty, Hitner Group.com, H I T T N E R, group, all one word, Hitner Group.com, 612 627 8000. When we went out to break, we were talking. We went through an example of uh, renting and and uh, people who say that they want to delay a purchase, mm-hmm. hoping that interest rates come down. Uh, what a mistake that is! And and I went through it. Made Kelvin made you think right. of it. Well,
1: mistake. it was a situation we're dealing. I'm dealing with right now, and it's it's good in the sense that it's uh, they're going to get out of renting. But I, I went. It was a couple that. Um, You know, everything's so much technology-driven anymore. They just say, hey, you fill out an app. And they're like, well, we're just not really good with technology and blah, blah, blah. And I said, do you have a coffee shop around you somewhere? And I said, why don't I just come to you? We'll have a cup of coffee, and we'll talk, and I'll just do it. I'll do it old school, right? Meet you in person, take it by uh, hand. So I'm asking where they live. They give me their address. I said, how long have you been there? 17 years. Renting, same place, 17 years. I'm just like, wow, what's the... You know, and but but it was what we talked about last segment was instability in jobs, mm-hmm. had a disability occur in the midst of their life, and never could just seem to get on top of things. And now, you know, everything got built up around them. So suddenly they're the only residents inside of a uh, industrial area now. And mm. so, so just not a great setting. But here's here's what's hard, right? Um, income stability still isn't strong, right? So they qualify for like 185,000. Mm-hmm. Don't have down payment, so we can use Minnesota bonds. So there's some there grant programs in Ramsey County we're using, so they can get in with pretty much zero, you know, thousand dollars out of pocket. So it's good in that sense, but man, Keith, there's just nothing on the market no. uh, that's that's very reasonable at 185. Right, and they're, and they're calling. They called me one day and said. Hey, we're thinking we need, we need to switch lenders because we can't find a property. I'm like, I, I that's not on me. Yeah. I know, mm. Yeah. Like that's not that's not on me. You, got, you know. So just like it's, I said, you have to understand, it's a tough, tough market right now to find
0: a property like that. And it's that's real, a frustration. Really that's tough. That is know? echoed many times. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. You know, in the in the business, and you, you we I mean, we see it all the time. Property doesn't sell because uh, the seller insists on not fixing something, not painting, not doing this, you know, and then it becomes the real estate agent's fault mm-hmm. because their property isn't selling. There's only two reasons a property doesn't sell. Um, one of them is price, and the second one is condition. I mean, otherwise okay. it, w- it would sell. So if it's a conditional thing, you can address the condition. Okay. But if you don't have the resources to do that, then you have to lower the price. I mean, there is no in-between. And and people will sometimes wait and hope for somebody that mm. will buy a house in poor condition uh, because of, and you know, fill in the blank for the reason. Right, right. And those people may be out there. Yep. Uh, the question is, is if they've been born yet. Hmm. You know? Yeah. It, it's well, a long time sometimes yep. before that person comes along. Mm-hmm. That's will- And generally, they're willing to take on that load. Mm-hmm. But not at that price, right? And we were in a property Calvin tagged along on a showing uh, that I that I did uh, th- recently, and we walked into this property that was in a nice area, nice nice part of town, mm-hmm. beautiful setting. Yeah. But the property itself was a disaster. Mm. I mean, there wasn't a single room in that house that, that wouldn't need full attention. Exactly. Not a little bit. Not a little bit. Full attention. But it was priced as if, as if it was. Im- yeah. Nice. Yep. And it wasn't nice. No. And it was a couple hundred shocking. thousand. Yeah, shocking. It was a couple hundred thousand dollars away from being nice. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you 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 anticipated turning the
1: corner into some room and go. Wow. Yeah. This okay. is why. This is it. Yeah. And not uh, and There's no. Nothing. Nothing. Anyway, we just walked out of there just going, wow, that's, Yeah. but you buy the, you would buy that property for the outside, a lot of it. I mean, and you can't do
0: that. And but, I'm sure that that's what the mm-hmm. seller is hoping for. I mean, yeah. they're, they're hoping, but it's 180 days on the market right now mm. in a market that has an average uh, market time of 20 days mm. and it is a couple hundred thousand dollars. I mean, even, even a rehabber would, mm. would go in there, you know, paying, wanting to pay a third less. Hmm. Well, that's it. now in a situation like that, does the
1: listing agent on that property that that we were in, does, do they reach out to you and say, hey, what do you think of the property? They Give did. me your feedback. They blah, did blah, blah. and
0: I gave them the feedback and I'm sure it's similar to feedback that they've been getting for 180 days. The seller, I think, is probably in a position where they just can't Either the mortgage is such that they can't lower the price to a point where it's going to sell, or they just refuse to believe it, which is many times the case. Really? Yeah, they just refuse. And that's a problem when you've got a market dynamic Mm. that's changing. Right. Because on one side or the other, it doesn't matter because it works on both sides. Sometimes the buyer... Uh, we've been through markets where it's straight a buyer's market. I mean, they, you know, we went in 2006, 7, 8, 9, yep. 10, 11, You know, we went in there. The buyers were just lowballing and getting the deals, lots of foreclosures and all that. Just purely a buyer's market. Right. When that market shifted, it, you know, as we came out in, in late 11 and 12, 13, 14, 15, there was a lot of buyers that just refused to believe it. Right. And so there's multiple offers on properties. Mm-hmm. And they're still wanting to come in under the asking price, right? And it's like, right. the market's changed, mm-hmm. and that, and now that's gone the other way. Where in some, in, in what regard? you mean, it well, went the you other way. still have some, some uh, sellers, some so okay anticipate that they're going to get a premium, and they want to price that premium in from the get-go. Oh, they want to try to lock in the premium. Hmm. And what's does, your
1: counsel on that? Because that that doesn't make. If, doesn't seem to make sense, but what what's uh what's your counsel? All on we that? can
0: do at that we explain to them the market dynamics, what our strategy would be and the why we think that this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean it just happened uh, you know this week actually with a with a property that we listed. I thought that the price should be at this point, because it was a bridge pricing, I was sure that and am sure that we'd get multiple offers and we could far exceed that bridge and let the market decide where it's really mm-hmm. gonna land. They wanted to lock some of that premium in, and mm-hmm. so we went beyond the bridge, Okay, and that's where the thing came out. So now I'm anticipating that we are not going to have those multiple offers, and we you know, the, if we do get a premium, it's not going to be as much, and we may have multiple offers and just get back to our asking price, so which will still be okay. That's fine.
1: Uh, what's the play then? Is the play to Again, this would be interesting on your bracketing, mm-hmm. right? For under four Four to eight, and then eight and over, you say a million. But what's the strategy in those three categories in terms of pricing the home for sale? Mm -hmm. Do you go a little bit lower to anticipate overage that, hey, let's have people bid it up? Or are you more... Let's just lock in that premium. What, what's your strategy in those three? Well,
0: and you're in the 400 and under, there's a high level of confidence. I have a high level of confidence that we will have multiple offers and we will exceed the asking price and the market will determine what that number is. The higher you go, the less likely that is to happen. Then you start running into a case where people are saying this thing is priced to the moon. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows it is because pricing is there's no magic to it, and it 's all public information mm-hmm. pricing is is easy, so what do you mean pricing is easy well because it's <clears throat> everything is public information, so when you know that you 've got a split entry home in egan you 've got a history that people can look up on our website or any other website and see what homes like that have sold for, so it isn't like it's some secret any you know it used to be that when there was the the MLS books, printed books that yep. came out, well, we were the only ones with a book. Mm-hmm. So it was hard then to manually go through the book and and go through old books looking to try to determine price. Now it's all online. Any consumer can go online in ten minutes and come up with a reasonable price. Okay, for what they think yep. that their property should be. So. You know. So
1: okay, so you said so lower bracket. So, un- so four when you and get, under
0: Now, when you get up above that, same kind of conversation, but your property had better be in super duper condition. So in what bracket? Second bracket. The four, second bracket, four to eight. Yeah, four okay. to eight. <clears throat> now people are looking at at uh, condition, and because uh, they're spending a significant amount of money, they want to make sure that you know when they move in, they don't have to spend the first six months repairing things. So if it's dirty, clean it. If it needs paint, paint it. If it's broken, fix it. Simple. Fair, yeah. You know it's fair. Uh, and then once you get above that in the in the million dollar price, uh, price, now they're looking for things at that price point. I want some architectural features that are make that property special and unique. Would that include like? The outside, maybe a pool, not pool, court, yes, not sport court. Yes, absolutely. Those types Those of Those kinds of accoutrements.
1: Exercise room versus no exercise that's room. That's where you add screen value. porch to no
0: screen. All it, that. In a, in a $900,000 uh, house mm-hmm. versus a million two, mm-hmm. they're probably the same size with the same number of bedrooms, mm. the same number of bathrooms. What makes that million two house a million two? Hmm. It's got a sport court. It's got it's got a four car garage. It's got hmm. a, a swimming pool. It's got an outdoor oh, cooking area. It's all those kinds of things that just add value. The square footage is the same. The number of bedrooms is the same. But it has those other things that make it truly special and unique: cabinetry, uh, door casings. You know those kinds of things all add to that. The perception of value. The perception maybe? of value. Okay. And the, and they're expensive to That's add, good language, so. right there. Perception of value. Yeah, it is very good. Write that down. All right, this is real estate Chalk talk. We got to go out and pay some bills right now. We'll be right back with the money segment of the program. Six one two six two seven eight thousand. We'll be right back.